Hello and welcome to the Dis Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I am joined by Aaron from the I Had to Say It Podcast. How's it going, Aaron? It's going very well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk about what we're talking about today, and that is Def Jam Fight for New York. So, um... I think you and I are from pretty different walks of life. So let's see here. What was your life like when you found this game and started playing it on some kind of regular basis? All right. I got, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm a little older here. So <laughs> I, I was in my early twenties when first I got this game when it was new, I had the first Def Jam game and I was like, Oh, this is okay. And then one of my friends was like, are you going to check out the sequel? And I said, they made a sequel? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, sure. So I went and I picked it up and I, I went, went to a video store and rented it back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I played it and I was like, you know, this is pretty friggin' sweet. And a bunch of my favorite rappers were in it. And and it was the gameplay was decent and the story wasn't bad for, for the time. And so I got pretty stoked. And then one day I was going to a game store to trade in some discs and get about $3 worth of credit for them. Not, not going to name who it is just in case they're feeling litigious or whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I went to swap it out and it was on the shelf and they were having like a buy two, get one free deal. So I wound up picking up three games that day. And I don't even remember what the other two were, but I played the living hell out of that game. And on top of everything else, I'm one of those like completionist type people. So I had to go through and unlock every fighter, every girlfriend, every pitcher. So you had to play the story through like six times just to unlock everything. And then I just kept playing it because it was awesome. And then uh, the the sequel to the third one came out, and that was such a departure from the game. I was so massively disappointed. And I went back to playing Fight for New York again. Yeah, that's pretty similar to my story. Like, so my uncle, he got this game. And he had a GameCube and he came back from some kind of trip where he was out drinking with his friends and he came back and I was at his house. He's like, I want to play this game. Come on, Miles. And he just like grabbed me. I was like, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So 2004, I would have been 13. So he grabbed me and he sat me down and we played this game and we couldn't figure out how to knock each other out for the longest time. (laughs) We just (laughs) were there punching the shit out of each other. And then uh, a couple months later, he went on a vacation and I was watching his house with my dad. And so I was like, well, I'm going to play that fucking game again. Hell yeah. And uh, a little bit of time went by. I uh, started, I got it for the PlayStation, started playing the shit out of it took me a long time to figure out how to be good at the game but then once i did i got all my friends into it and shit and i am the reigning undying champion of this game for everybody i know and this time around went pretty well for me too i made it 92 percent of the way through the game without losing a single fight so i think that's pretty good and then uh tech really fucked me up there at the end for a bit like yeah i think i looked (laughs) to him like five times that dude's a son of a bitch but yeah yeah. i i I'm sure I motherfucked him more than once. (laughs) It was, uh, if my numbers are correct, I seem to remember 23 being the last time I updated anybody on how many times I'd beaten this game. So this would be my 24th, if my numbers are correct, time beating this game. I fucking love this game, dude. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's just just good fun. I I mean, real. 
it's it's a well executed game from like a technical standpoint for for the time. The graphics are pretty decent. I mean, they're not you know quite on par with today's rendering, but for what they were, they they were pretty good at the time. It's got cool music in it. The characters are interesting. The storyline is not terrible. I mean, you get to you get to watch Snoop and Ice T and Ice Cube and David Banner and all these different rappers beating the hell out of each other. And when I was when we first started playing it when I was younger, uh, it it was one of those ones like Saturday night a bunch of my friends would come by my apartment and we'd all be drinking and taking turns throwing down in versus mode. Yeah. And there was so much smack talking and. If you really specialed somebody and you knocked them out against a wall or something, they we, we had drinking games set up to play with this game. Fuck yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> dude! I feel I'm so happy I met you and that you wanted to play talk about this game because I I knew that the only people who know about this game fucking love this game. So yeah. thank you for choosing this. I'm oh man, <laughs> such a good fucking game. I was like, I was comparing it in my head to all these other fighting games I've played. So like when you play through the story of Mortal Kombat, it like takes you through each character so that you kind of learn how, what all their movesets are and shit. But like it, that's kind of the whole point of the story is that you're learning how to play characters. And then there's like Soul Calibur where you stay the same character through the whole story. And that's kind of also like the same thing over and over though. And this game is totally different. This game is like if the old wrestling games, the N64 had a baby with like Pokemon because <laughs> you're like beating gyms and shit. It's just like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. You got to take over the gyms. You got to go out and buy all the flash and customize your character, beat the hell out of cars and get girlfriends and, then have your girlfriends beat the hell out of other girlfriends. It's friggin' awesome. Did you uh, did you pick Carmen Electra the first time? Like, did you the, uh... the first time? Yes, that was, she 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 was the bad mommy for all of us. Like, ooh, we got to get her unlocked. Hell yeah, she's like the fastest character too. I was like oh, beating yeah. beating somebody at one point way later than my prime of playing this game. And he was like, oh, you want to go? All right. And he picked Karma Electra. And he almost beat me. It was so close. Yeah. <laughs> he was a baddie. And that was one of those, when it was new and before anybody really knew what was going on. And my friends would come by and I would be playing Versus. And I'm picking Karma. And he's like, oh, you're going to yeah. play with a chick, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, she <laughs> fuck I'm you gonna up. spank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, oh, this game is so good. The way I like relate it to people is it's like a win-win if you love or hate rap music, because either you hate rap music and you get the opportunity to punch all these rappers in the face and throw Snoop Dogg out a window, or if you love <laughs> rap music, you get to be all your favorite rappers and shit. So and it's throw like, Snoop Dogg out a window. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, it's, that was my favorite part for so long is throwing yeah. Snoop Dogg out a window. Just, I mean, I, I love Snoop and i'm just you know it's i'm like i said i'm a little older that's my generation i love snoop and but still every single time watching them fly out that window and then seeing your guy standing there like looking out the window like Ugh. yeah <laughs> it's just something about it i was just like this is fantastic when i was 13 the storyline of this spoke to me on such a visceral level i was like yes i'm gonna go save my girlfriend i just played it and i'm 30 now so as i'm playing it this most recent time i was like the females in this game their whole purpose is to be hot 
fight one time and they don't say anything <laughs> like the whole game they have like three lines of dialogue maybe and that's it so why are we so emotionally invested in little kim and carmen electra well you know it's it's just the whole point i guess i mean yeah <laughs> they supported you when you need come on baby let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? no but it, oh, it's 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 just it really is it's just you know a cheesy good time kind of thing it's fun and like i said the mechanics are solid they're not i mean at the time when it came out they were it was like holy shit this is so smooth and it still is man it still holds up you know it totally does like i was not in any way disappointed with anything except for the loading screens took a really long fucking time yeah we are so spoiled now because i i remember when that didn't bother me and i'm like yeah, I, I can't believe I used to sit here and wait through this shit. <laughs> there was a day I tried to beat it all in one day, and I did. But when you look at the game time, it was like two hours of game time. But it took me all day, and that was because the loading screens are longer than the actual fights. Yeah, and then, I mean, if, you know, limitations of the hardware and everything. The, the logical part of my brain gets it, but the, the part of me that's gotten real use, like lizard brain, wants it now. <laughs> everybody that has played this game and i've talked to you about this are like when are they gonna like reboot that shit because they need to oh and yeah. like i agree <laughs> or at least get at least get you know a re-release like you know a, as a playstation network game or something yeah um, that would be awesome. I, did you actually did you ever play the third one uh okay so the third <laughs> one was a fucking mess yes like, it was <laughs> i couldn't like i played it for i don't know an hour or two and there was nothing that made any sense to me i think you had to play it with the dj hero controller right like yeah but, well i mean you could play with the playstation controller but it was more broke without the dj controller if you had the <laughs> dj controller at least you could kind of get them moving in a rhythm but yeah. you had to follow the beats of the music and all this other shit, and and it was horrible. <laughs> oh my god, was it horrible? And Did I was have... mad because I bought it full price. <laughs> I <laughs> was expecting have... greatness, and I was ready to shoot somebody. I was like, man, that's fifty bucks. I'm never getting back. Did you uh, Did you have the DJ Hero controller? Um, I did not. I borrowed it from a friend of mine. I was like, dude, if it's worth it, I'll I'll go pick one up used or something, and. But like you did I said, play it with that? Um, I, no, I did. I tried the first day. That's how. That's the only reason I know the difference in the gameplay. Yeah, that's is, crazy. Is it's it's almost doable with the DJ controller, but it's still so frustrating. And yeah, was, you, you could do it with the analog sticks and the buttons, but God, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's oh my God! Like I was so disappointed because I was like I don't know twenty three or twenty four when I heard that game came out and I was like oh I'll take it I'm gonna go get it right now and my buddy was like I have it you can have it and I was like really <laughs> he's like yeah you're gonna be disappointed and I was like how can this game spawn a terrible sequel and that might be like the biggest disappointment in video game history for me yeah I, I'm right there with you it, and I think it was because they were trying to get, make something more for that DJ controller than just the Rockstar DJ game, which, yeah. yeah, that's all fun and games for about 15 seconds. Because I, I played that too, and it's like, yeah, hey, look, I can be a DJ, and look, I'm getting on board this big dubstep trend that's coming along, and <laughs> yeah, it, that wears off real quick, particularly if you're not in a stage of your life where you can do all the drugs that go along with being a DJ. 
And I'm yeah, saying that yeah. with nothing but love because I have friends that are professional DJs to this day. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying it, they, they, that was not a good concept either. That was really trying to capitalize on a market that, that did not need to be tapped. Yeah, and uh, history has told that that did not work out. I never yeah. knew anyone who even had that DJ hero thing, but this yeah. game this game won fighting game of the year, man. Like, it's, I can't believe how good a game that has rappers as the main characters can be. Yeah, and the funny thing is, too, they had some more, some of the more obscure, like, the big name rappers all had aliases. Like, they were characters. But you had a lot of the, the less, I guess, less popularly known rappers. I mean, like, I'm from that slightly older generation where you know, hip hop and everything. It was getting mainstream, but a lot of the characters in that game had very popular followings, but not like huge public presences on like the scale of MTV playing them and stuff like that. So seeing things like, you know, David Banner and Bone Crusher and, and just all the characters and the characters they brought back from the first game, I mean, that they were in there as themselves. Like, so you had Scarface in there. And I was just like, this is friggin' sweet. And it it was like I said it was it was a landmark kind of thing it was really an exceptional product it was well executed and then it spawned just such a bastardized horrible yeah. thing <laughs> yeah the, I never played the first one and like I listened to a podcast about this today I'll put it in the uh, like I have like a little ad space in the middle I'll give the, that podcast a shout out because I didn't even realize this was a sequel. I thought this was like a one and done, and apparently it's yeah. not. No, the first one was a lot rougher because, I, like I said, I, at one point I did own all three games, and I st- I still have them. I'm when it comes to stuff like video games and movies, I I I'm I'm horrible about getting rid of that stuff too. I mean, That's we, what we, this we, whole show's about. <laughs> we we could we could probably do a spinoff like, yeah, this guy's got I I, I counted. I've got something like eleven hundred DVDs. Jesus. And yeah, I, I, well, for a while where I live, we couldn't get cable either. Oh, and man. I, I, mo- I kind of moved out to where I live now. And now, now it's no problem. We got high speed, we got Wi Fi, we got everything. But yes. 15 years ago, there was only so much even cable hookup available, and we were outside of the service area. So if we had anything that was, we liked it enough to watch it more than once. We had we had to go buy that stuff. Or if I saw something that was on sale that I like a movie I really liked, I went and bought it. I, I did kind of par down in the fact that I got in the habit of getting rid of all the cases. So I've got those like C D flip books. I've got four of the two hundred and fifty disc books plus random other ones in like smaller books. Now granted about half of those were actually movies we picked up for our kid because you know he was he so we got like the whole run of like ninja turtles pokemon spongebob all all these other properties where you know i mean mean, he was a kid at the time so he wanted to watch the hell out of them and (laughs) if he only had one nickelodeon collection that means I was going to have to be listening to that those same six episodes <laughs> nine over and million over. times. So I'm like, no, here, let's buy you a whole season of that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I uh, I've I've been a big collector of 
pretty much everything my whole life. Like whatever I could find multiples of in different styles. I'm just naturally a guy who collects things to the point where I will probably be a hoarder someday. So this is like my attempt at heading that off and getting rid of movies and games and shit. And I mean, I've gotten rid of a substantial number of things because of this show, but doing them piecemeal one at a time, I will never oh, yeah. run out of content. You'll be doing this till you're 70. It's uh... Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, but it happens. When, when all the movie stores started to go out of business, I would fucking roll through there with, like, all of my, me being a 16, 17-year-old with a job but no bills money. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I would clean up, man. So, like, I had a great purge about a year ago now where I got rid of over 100 movies for sure. And they were just ones that I was like, I'm definitely going to dump these. No one's going to want to talk about them. So I just out they went oh, but yeah. now, now there's been a couple that people have asked about and i'm like god damn it they were in that box <laughs> yeah no i my, my wife and i were doing that during uh over the, the over the rona when we weren't allowed to go anywhere or do anything so we were trying to make use of that time like well we can't go to the movies we can't go to dinner what do you want to do on a friday night but let's go through a box of shit yeah there you go. <laughs> We kind of, and it's useful that we were doing it together because we kind of had to check each other because I'd be sitting there going, oh, this is great. I'm keeping this. And she goes, you haven't watched that in five years. All right. We'll put it in the, in the maybe pile. Yeah. <laughs> like, and apparently when my back was turned or I went to the bathroom or something, the whole maybe pile wound up in the garbage. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, that... I needed that. Thank you. It's an intervention. <laughs> That's what happens when you and your spouse are going through shit. Me too. Like. My girlfriend would be like, are you sure you need it, though? And I'm like, yes, just leave it on the table. And she goes, I'll put it away. Never see it again. It's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's Like I said, by and wide, I totally understand. And it's the whole, you know, cohabitating. You got to compromise and all that other crap. But mm -hmm. there, there's really only been one thing where she got me. And I was like, you have got – what is wrong with you? I can't believe you did that. And that was – I had a, uh, a waffle iron which this is such a random, stupid thing. But I had this waffle iron from, like, the 70s, maybe the 60s. The thing was older than me. And it was I got, I got it from my grandparents, just randomly one of the things when my grandparents passed and we were going through their stuff. And I was like, I'm taking this waffle iron. <laughs> and, and so I was hanging on to it. And my wife is the logical one. She goes, you haven't made waffles in, like, six years. We don't need this. <laughs> And then, so I found this recipe, and, like, I was, okay, I'm going to make this. This sounds awful, awesome. And I go into, like, my storage room, and I'm digging around on all these shelves. Like, Babe, have you seen my waffle maker? She's like, you mean the waffle maker you haven't used since friggin' 2010? I was like, <laughs> yeah, that one. And I'm like, and it was 2016. Get it right. <laughs> And um, and she's like, yeah, no, I got rid of it. I'm like, that was a classic. She's like, it was old. <laughs> I said, it's, it, it's retro. She said, no, you're gonna burn the house down with it because she, she's not wrong. You know, it's big <laughs> and old and metal, and when you plugged it in, it started like glowing red. Yeah, it, it was probably a fire hazard. Glow <laughs> <Little> red. <laughs> oh goodness. Hey, I mean, you gotta be fair, man. The thing was like sixty years old. <laughs> But, yeah, red hot waffle. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you, you had to, and one of 
also being 60 years old, like one of the handles was missing, so you had to like use a pair of tongs to open it. I think your wife made a good call, man. I hate to yeah, be honest. Yeah, she did. <laughs> it, it, it was just an emotional attachment, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not Sentiment. particularly hung up on it because I don't remember my grandparents ever making waffles either. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, sen- sentiment is what keeps us from purging. That's for sure. So, I'm yeah. I'm very very sentimental about this game. But uh, one of the reasons I am so sentimental about it is for the soundtrack. But we will talk about that in just a few minutes because we're going to take a quick break right now, and we will be right back. This episode is presented by Away Travel. Quite simply, Away makes everything you need for a trip away. Away started with the perfect suitcase, then built from there, creating a range of travel standards developed by travel stories of friends and sometimes seatmates. The pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful with features that solve real travel problems. To give the whole world access to better travel standards, Away took the direct-to-customer approach to lower prices, and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We are teaming up with Away and Podgo to give you the best deal on premium luggage by going to podgo.co away. That's podgo.co away. Away Travel, here to make your journey seamless. Hey, this is Cameron from Florida Man on Florida Man. We're the podcast all about Florida. We do crazy Florida Man headlines, talk about our experiences growing up and living in Florida now. And then Wayne, one of our co-hosts, gives us a story every week about the legends, the lore, and the history that came out of Florida. We'd love for you to come by, give us a listen. Check us out at fmofm.com. I'm going to knock you out. Mama say knock you out. This is a great episode. I'm so happy that we're talking about Def Jam Fight for New York. Uh, I am joined by Aaron from I Had to Say It podcast. You should definitely check out that show because he does have a little bit of a controversial take on some things. But overall, he's just a smart guy and he has a lot of wisdom within him. So... I suggest you check out I Had to Say It. Thank you, Aaron, for doing this episode with me. Alrighty, audience, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the Disc Dump. Instagram, Disc Dump Podcast. And on Facebook, there's the Disc Dump Podcast page. But of course... There's the Distump Podcast fans group where you can look at all my stupid memes and talk to some of the people who've been on episodes and just have a fun discussion about things you think I should cover, that sort of thing. So thank you guys for checking that out. And if you wouldn't mind, rate, review, and subscribe if you're an Apple person. It makes a big difference for some reason. I don't know why. It's kind of dumb, but it makes a big difference. And I'm not asking you guys for money. I'm not asking you for nothing. I'm just asking you to please just hit that little five star button. That's it. That's all I need. Thank you guys. I have a few other thank yous to say. I want to say thank you to 
Danny from Bravo for the B-Side podcast. Uh, She's been really supportive of some of the ideas I have coming up for my new podcast, and she's super cool. I love both her and Jim. You guys should check out their podcast. It's a really good time. Uh, They spoil B-movies beat for beat, but... It's worth it because they really they have some funny takes on some things and they're really knowledgeable. So please check out Bravo for the B-side. And I want to say thank you to Jackson White. Uh, you guys might remember him from the Batman episode. He has also been pretty supportive and enthusiastic about my new podcast idea. And of course, one last person. Zachary Cloyd, producer extraordinaire. Thank you for producing this episode, Zach. I appreciate you. So, without further ado, I want to plug this one more time. Well, probably every single time from now on. It's Toast of the Realms Podcast. So, Toast of the Realms Podcast is a 5e 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So, if you are curious about Dungeons & Dragons, if you're into fantasy stuff, if you just like radio dramas or podcasts, it's gonna be fun. I hope you guys tune into it because it's the perfect show for anyone who's into fantasy and is curious about D&D, or maybe you play D&D and you just kind of want to see how other people do it. So, that's, uh, that's what we're doing is Toast of the Realms podcast please check it out by the next time that i do an episode you will probably get all the plugs for it on social media and email thanks everybody i appreciate you let's get back to the episode so um what do you think about the soundtrack of def jam fight for new york i think the soundtrack of def jam fight for new york was friggin balls. it was so it- I mean, I can't, I can't think of a right way to talk about it without, like, my mind slips back to that age. And yeah. I, I sound so friggin' old in my own head when I'm t- thinking these things. It was, and particularly, this game gave a lot of artists that wouldn't have gotten exposure otherwise to yeah. a much wider audience. And they were all Def Jam artists, obviously. But a lot of these, because every character's fight music was a song by that character. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one of those things, like some hmm. of the more random hooks, and like when you're in like the Chinatown fighting area, those those are DJs and stuff, and those are hooks they recorded, or groups they were organized with, so... That's interesting, actually, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, there's a, actually a lot of deeper digging you can do on that, <laughs> if you're ever feeling so inclined, I guess. And uh, But yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's a soundtrack full of bangers, it's a lot of great songs. I definitely learned a lot about hip hop and rap music as a result of this game. Like I learned about uh, Mama said knock you out and shit like that. I'm, oh, I never heard that song before this game. And then I'd be walking around. I'm going to knock you out and uh, <laughs> exhibit song. I fucking love that song. It's the only exhibit song that's good. It's called motherfucker. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's a, that's another one too. Dating myself, I, it was right around that game. T- t- the time that game came out, I saw Exhibit in concert. <laughs> really? But, yeah, bef- before he you know went on MTV and just started worrying about pimping out rides, and he became a meme and shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw him. Um, I, I live in Illinois, outside of Chicago. I saw him in downtown Chicago in this little ass like two hundred and seventy five person club or something like that. I, well, 
maybe it was like 400 people. I don't know. It was not a huge venue. It was an awesome show. I mean, the guy put on an amazing show, but it was it was like a smaller venue, and I was like, hey, that's a dude from the video game. Yeah, <laughs> <Fucking> sweet. <laughs> Is that why you saw him, or were you there to see a different headliner or something? Uh, no, I was there to see a different headliner, and he just was part of the part of the bill. And huh. it was it was just it was it was a, it was like I said, it was just kind of like, what? Check it out. <laughs> and yeah, so it, I mean, I'm looking at some of these rappers on here, and I still I didn't know that they were real people. Like I thought it was like two fake people, one real person for each like level. You know what I mean? And uh, most of them are real people. There are a couple fake people, but who would have thought Crazy Legs was a real dude? He got he got famous for breakdancing. <laughs> oh, that explains why he breakdance fights you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I see. You're teaching me all kinds of shit about this game. Well, a lot of, I'm not going to lie, a lot of this shit I learned myself because of the game. Like, man, who's this dude? And most of the, the characters that are not real people are actually carryovers from the first game. Uh, so, like, They're, the shop owner? The, actually, no, the shop owner, uh, the the jewelry guy? He's a real a, dude. He's a real dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, uh, Stingray, the haircut guy. Yeah, and... no, like, Stingray, Stingray's from the first game. Um, D Mob. Yeah, uh, no, uh, D Mob. No, D Mob was the boss of the first game, like the lead bad guy or whatever. D Mob ran the underground fighting ring in the first game, and and that's kind of like that op that that opening scene, you know, where like helping him escape. Mm. That's the end of the first game. I see. Okay. So. I still think I want to play it, even if it's a little bit clunkier than this one. Yeah. But oh no, it's a great game. It's it is clunkier, but it's 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 still it's still a good game. It's, the mechanics weren't quite as polished. That's all. Yeah, and like I forgot that D Mob fights you at the end of this game too, like in one of the bonus fights. Yeah, I fucking creamed him in less than thirty seconds. I fucking beat the piss out of him. He was not hard at all. Like yeah. the people. The people you expect to be hard in this game are usually not very hard, like Bone Crusher and David Banner and shit. Yeah, it's 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 the little narrow ass guy that you never heard of. It's gonna yeah. spin around on his head and kick you in the face. Fucking Flavor Flav, he was so hard. I almost <laughs> lost to him every time I fought him. Goddamn Flavor Flav, because he's like everything he does looks like it's gonna be an attack, and most of it is not. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's I mean. But on the other hand, if you look at Flavor Flav, I mean, you know, it did a good job of capturing him considering they didn't have mocap back then, you know? Right? Like, <laughs> and he's wearing a fucking top hat and shit. Yeah, he's, he's wearing a tuxedo and sunglasses and sneakers, and he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, this is so good. I, I really thought that, like, Method Man and particularly Snoop Dogg, their acting was better in this than I've seen them in anything. It, like, was, a, it, was, it was a well done game. I mean, mm -hmm. and it was kind of funny too, because some of, some of the, the rappers that, that were not going by like their, their commonly known name, it was still like one of their kind of street aliases or however you want to look at it back in the late nineties and stuff like that. Rappers would often have multiple names. <laughs> it it mm -hmm. was, you know, because depending on who you were talking to, you could kind of tell if it was somebody that was like, a, like a hardcore fan or somebody that just found out about him based on what they were calling him yeah and, and things like that and i mean not that not that i'm some huge hip-hop expert or anything but it was just kind of at least at least around the 
where I'm at in the Midwest, that was kind of how the scene worked at the time. A little more commonplace for, you know, there to be two or three different names that might come up in a conversation. And if you knew what was what the, what was going on and who they were talking about, you knew they were talking about that person. Otherwise, you'd be like, well, man, I ain't never heard of that. Who's that? And then yeah. s- somebody would have to school you about it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, When I was playing this game regularly, I was entering my, shall we call it, urban phase. Uh, <laughs> so I grew up in uh, the suburbs in Pennsylvania of a small city, like a very small city named York. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I was in no way urban, but I was hanging around with kids that liked rap music and they introduced me to hoodies. And then I was wearing all the hoodlum hoodies and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I was just just like, so into like running around in the streets in the afternoon after school and shit. I was going through my rebellious urban phase. And then this game sealed the deal i was looking for the clothing you can buy in the stores and shit like i ended up with like echo and unlimited like sweatshirts and all kinds of shit (laughs) convincing my mom to pay for it was tough though oh yeah hey mom buy me this 57 dollar hoodie yeah (laughs) fat farm shoes mom come on (sighs) yep oh lord (laughs) i remember those days i still have fat farm shoes somewhere in this i'm pretty sure i do too actually well actually no that's a lie i i I have had pretty much everything I own from back at that point in my life has been destroyed in one way, shape, or form. Uh, a, I'm a lot bigger than I used to be, so I couldn't wear the shit even if I still had it. B, some of it, I don't know, came back or something because my kid and his friends stole a bunch of my old clothes that didn't fit me anymore. Uh, it's retro. It's throwback. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and some of it was like we actually we had a small flood and I've lost a whole bunch of stuff like that. That's where all the shoes and stuff got ruined because, you know, they're on the ground and, well, you know, then they're underwater and then they're shot. (laughs) Yeah, my podcast, whenever it snows and then rains with snow on the ground, my podcast studio floods, and it sucks. I've never had to deal with this problem, but it's been all right. It's only done it twice now, so hopefully it will not happen again anytime soon. Fingers crossed, man. That's... So even even through all of that stuff that's happened to you, you still have a copy of this game, right? I do still have a copy of this game. Unfortunately, I was unable to break it out because I can't find my PlayStation. (laughs) Wednesday night at about 9 o'clock, I found out where my PlayStation is. Uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, I I don't have it. I don't have access to it. Uh, My my kid has it. (laughs) He uh, moved out a few months months ago. Well, he took your PlayStation I, 2, that I, little I, rat I, bastard. Allow me to rephrase that. He kind of moved out. He still has a room here, but mm-hmm. he comes home about once every three weeks. Yeah. He's not officially moved out, but he's at that phase where it's like he's never, ever home. And, yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's 22. It's not like 22. It's, yeah, it's not like he's a, 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 you know, a young – I mean, he's a young adult, but he's not like a teenager. Yeah, 22 is when you start to branch out and spread your wings and fly yeah, away. I mean, so I'm not, I'm not like some horrible parent that's letting my 16-year-old spend three weeks away from the house. He's <laughs> yeah, like, go away with that PS2 and don't come back. <laughs> yeah, you get out there and you earn a living like that when I was your age. When I was a boy, back in, back in the 90s, I tell you what, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> but no, he, he, uh, he's, a, he's a really good kid. 
young adult, young man, whatever. I mean, he, he works his ass off. He's at work like 60 some hours a week on a short Oof. week. Yeah. That's and, a lot. Well, I mean, part of it's his job and then he's got like some side hustles going on. And I mean, killer work ethic. So I can't really be mad at him, you know? <laughs> and, and I know a lot of like a lot of stuff where I've been looking for it and it's missing. It's over at his yeah. girlfriend's place now. So I'm mm. like, are you guys officially shacking up? Or and no, I mean, yeah, yeah, putting his business out there, but he'll probably never hear it. He tends to avoid anything I'm involved in. So, <laughs> but he, I'm like, you know, what's going on with that? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, I just got some things over there. I'm over there all the time. I'm like, yeah, I know you're over there all the time. You come home to do laundry and eat my groceries. <laughs> but. But, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I did the same thing at some point in my life. But... Oh, I, I know I did the same thing. As as soon as I started griping about it to my parents, they were just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that cackle. That really made me feel better about things. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing. And I, my parents literally never once said that stereotypical, someday you're going to have a kid, they're going to do the same thing to you. Never, ever said that to me. But God, if it didn't friggin' happen. <laughs> I, I i mean and my kids actually much less of a headache than i was i guarantee that i mean just just based on i remember what a shithead i was so, so I'm, I'm like i really didn't do that bad I, I actually got off pretty light i was a pretty good kid i didn't fuck up too much like yeah pretty much every time i i fucked up like either I bailed myself out or I was able to like find my way back without my parents knowing I did anything wrong. So yeah, that, like, that's pretty much how I was too, except for I, as an adult and then as a parent, I realized we were not bullshitting them at all. They knew, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I I've learned so much since becoming a parent and becoming a full on adult myself where I'm like, yeah, I was not fooling dad at all. Oops, sorry about that. Oh, good. What was that, like, the, the purge alarm? Yes, it was. That's actually my ringtone on my cell phone, because... Uh, Are you but, serious? I was well, just making a joke. No, it really is. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had it muted, but apparently I didn't. Holy shit, I didn't even... Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, speaking of cell phones, you there's the character in this game has a sidekick. Yeah, I he know, could, right? <laughs> this is like the dawn of text messaging, and he has a fucking sidekick. I wanted one so bad, because I'm pretty sure even in 2004, a sidekick was a little outdated. Oh, uh, yeah. It, well, yes and no, actually. That was... 2004, 2005 was when they, like, peaked. Oh, it, really? Yeah, because I was... But only with certain... Only in a certain set, though. Because at at that time, I was actually working at a college, and... There were they were everywhere. Every student in the in the property was like, "Hey, look what I got! Click here, text me." Thump, 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 thump. And yeah, yeah. At the time, I was you know all of maybe twenty five myself, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I was still sitting there going, "You know what? Who the hell talks with their thumbs? What kind of dumb shit is that? Nobody in the history of ever has said anything important with their thumbs, and, right? You know." <laughs> I, I was off the mark on that prediction. <laughs> right? Like, when texting first became a thing, my parents were like, Miles, why is the bill $80? 
what have you been spending 10 cents per charge on we used to have to pay per text message that shit is crazy to think about yep <laughs> when i tell my kids someday that i'm older than text messaging they're gonna be like nah <laughs> you're oh, older yeah. than google dad yeah i'm older than google no you're not <laughs> oh I, I get my kid with that i'm like man i'm older than the internet kiss my ass <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but on the other, my my kid takes the other tact on that. He doesn't go, "No, you're not." He goes, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah, I don't have any kids yet, but I'm looking forward to conversations like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, have you caught how much this game is worth? If you look on eBay or online, I I think the last time I checked, it was like seventy or eighty bucks. The lowest one I'm seeing right now is 105. Wow, it's gone up. <laughs> yeah, and if it's uh they have one in mint condition, $4,988 for a video game. Holy balls. That's crazy. I would have to see what kind of condition mine's in. <laughs> right? I, I was mean, just thinking the same thing. So Daddy name, needs a motorcycle, jeez. Right? <laughs> so the name of this show is The Disc Dump because I'm trying to weed out some of my physical media. So uh, you have a copy of it now, too. What do you think? Are you going to get rid of yours? Well, now that I found out it might be worth a grand, I mean, I'm not, I know mine's not in mint, but I'm very meticulous about my games. It's in pretty good condition. I might see what I can get for it. Yeah, it's not a bad plan. I mean, for, from a purely practical standpoint, especially since I don't actually have my PlayStation at the moment, so it's like, what, what am I going to do? I, I can sit there and look at it, tell myself it's awesome. Right. Or so... I can go try and find a PlayStation on eBay or something, but or, you know, quite possibly tell my kid to show up and before I strangle him. <laughs> I have bad news. Um used on eBay, the PlayStation 2 version is worth 3309, oh. but that's uh the Xbox version is worth literally hundreds of dollars, which is wild. Oh, that's that's so just brutal. <laughs> It is. I wonder how much the GameCube version's worth. Let's see. Here. Yeah, that's probably worth something because it was not nearly as common on GameCube. Uh, there's one for lowest one I'm seeing is a hundred and thirty bucks. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. So we have the one that's worth nothing because it was the game of the year and yeah. they made a bajillion of them. Damn it. So that's now, just my luck. <laughs> if you if you had a PS2 right now, would you get rid of this disc? I probably would not, uh, if I'm being completely honest. Because, but that's partly because we've been talking about it and all this run up to it, and I want to play it now. <laughs> I mean, from a purely logical grown up standpoint, I would have to say it's probably going to stay in storage, so it would make sense to get rid of it. Mm. But, like I said, that part of my brain that says this game is still badass and it still holds up. Says, yeah, I, sh I, I think, all right, since I'm getting long-winded, which I tend to do, we'll just, we'll, we'll cut down to the brass tacks. I would keep it, but. I'm me. on the same, I'm on the same page as you. Your wife's not around. Don't let her hang on to it. Like, make sure she doesn't see that shit. Oh, oh no, you... that, that's in a box that's like <laughs> taped shut and yeah. on the shelf. And, you know, it's got, it's got like writing on the tape that goes across the top of the box. To, you know, it says like Aaron's PlayStation 2 games. And if she pulls the tape up, it won't line up anymore. So I'll know. So you'll know. <laughs> like, who is well, in my box? 
(laughs) It's actually PS2 and PS3 games. I put them all into storage because that's just better safe than sorry. Yeah, it's it's well, it's for me. It was also I had all that stuff on like one of those media racks Mm -hmm. that was in the corner of our bedroom because that's where my PS3 was, and we decided to renovate the bedroom again you know covid projects and i was laid off so Mm -hmm. i was one of the furloughed service industry people so i had a lot of time on my hands so i agreed yeah the bedroom could you know stand a coat of paint all this other stuff so we took all the when we took everything out of the bedroom i was like you know we honestly all this thing does is sit around and gather dust let's just take the rack apart and we'll put another bed for the dog in the corner so the dog can get the hell out of my bed (laughs) and it's all ps2 and ps3 games that are in storage and if from if i'm being completely honest we'll never pick up again even though it's i've got some really weird ass random games that like never really picked up like what oh god i'm i'm actually blanking the one i'm the one i'm thinking of in particular i'm completely drawing a blank on but i've got like the first red dead game i've got uh me too. I love that game. Yeah, it was great. I mean, and it led to so many other other games. I had a uh, game that came out. It was towards the a lot of them that came out towards the end of the PS2 era, like uh, Black and Gun. I have like they were they were the precursors to you know the the PS3 stuff that was so mind blowing mm-hmm. at the time. Problem with late PS2, early PS3 era is they have all the big loading screens and it just goes on and on. Yeah. But yeah, those are some fucking solid games, man. Like I, in the past decade have been on this like campaign to get back all of my PS2 games. I traded into GameStop. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> They're going out of business anyway. They can suck a dick. Well, it's your show. I just didn't want to say it and, and you know, put you in a position. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I did that for a while, and now I started this show, and I'm like, I probably ought to go through and make sure. Because almost every game I've ever gotten rid of, I was like, I would really like to play that again now that I'm, like, an adult. So I don't think I'm getting rid of this disc, and by that I mean I'm certain I am not dumping Def Jam Fight for New York. Yeah, um... Actually, kind of tying into the fight for New York thing, one of the games I had, uh, Henry Rollins is one of the guys, you know, he's the guy that does some of your training sequences in Fight mm-hmm. for New York. And uh, there was another video game. It's one of the ones I had. I can't, it's the one I, I can't think of the name of it right now. Well, it's another one I should say I can't think of the name of. Uh, it's like an outer space first person shooter game that Henry Rollins was the voice of the, the character hmm. in it. Just, you know, weird, weird side note, you know, semi-related at best, yeah. but... Yeah, this, this, oh, PS2 is the greatest fucking system, dude. Oh, there, every all every game I played on it was either the worst game ever, and I got rid of it immediately, or one of the best games to this day. Like, I have an Xbox One, I had an Xbox 360. I enjoy them, but it's nothing like the passion I felt for the PS2. Yeah, no, it was it was really uh, its own. It was legend maker in a lot of ways. There was it really brought these things into the mainstream, and 
it did them well, so it, it made gaming so much more like acceptable and stuff. It's... Man, it's it's the the system of my childhood. I had them all at some point or another when I was a kid, except for the uh, the Atari. And I have played an Atari, but like I started with like Sega Genesis and Nintendo and shit. And PS2 still is like where all my nostalgia lies. So, um, audience, we are not going to be dumping Def Jam Fight for New York. So your show, Aaron, is called I Had to Say It. And I listened to a couple of episodes now, and I'd say it's a very apt title because, uh, I mean, your hot takes are I don't I wouldn't even say they're hot takes like it's clear you're an old soul and that you have some like (laughs) wisdom to you. And the way you phrase things that you feel passionately about are like super mature and logical and i don't know i just i was enjoying it because it was like oh hey like this guy's definitely not a dummy so i highly suggest your show to the audience it is a ballsy move to run a one-man show though yeah well thank you it's uh i am looking to expand maybe if you want to come on sometime and just vent about something uh because realistically it's kind of like you said i some I'm like an old soul that happens to say yeah. fuck a lot, you know? <laughs> and part of it was just to have something to do, but I spent years having people tell me, oh, dude, you should totally, you know. But initially it was like, oh, here, I'm, I want to record you talking and we're going to make it go viral. And I was like, I don't want this shit on the internet. I don't want people seeing me being an asshole. And then at some point I just realized, wait a minute, maybe people need to see somebody being an asshole about these subjects because it's like uh, – one of the things people say to me a lot is like, it seems like such common sense, but nobody's saying these things anymore. And it's like, well, yeah, that's part of the problem. And that's, that's what spawned the whole idea of somebody's got to say it. It has to be said. Might as well be me. So, And that's how you came up with the name. I had yeah. to say it. Awesome. I so, had to say it. <laughs> uh, if the audience is looking for you, how are they going to find you? Uh, well, let's see. If anybody wants to come check me out, uh, the website, it's www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. That's got all the links to, like, everything. I'm on pretty much every major streaming platform. Uh, you know, I'm on Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, I, uh, Apple, iTunes, or whatever they've changed their iPod service or their podcast service to. I, I can't – I don't – really keep track of those things all that well because every yeah. time i hear oh they're going to change the name of the service i just go ah shit <laughs> and that's pretty much the extent of my concern about it so i'm like yeah my host will figure it out i don't have to worry about it if anybody's listening yeah. to me they'll find it and like i said there's the, the website has every link that's there um it's or you know like I'm on all the major social media stuff except for TikTok. I'm I I I'm an old enough fart where I'm not doing TikTok. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me either. I'm not gonna be the cool mom doing the dancing videos or the dad that's trying to be hip and to reach out to the you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, audience, definitely check his show out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my reads real quick, and I want you to recommend something to the audience when I'm done. It can be a movie, a game, uh, something that you physically do. I've had people just say, be nice to other people today. So just think of something you want to recommend to the audience, and I will throw it to you after I read these. 
I want to say thank you to the band The Jazz June for the use of the song Viva La Speed Metal off of the album The Medicine. They are good rock and roll music. They got me through some hard times. Some people would consider them emo, but don't let that hold you back. You really should support them. They're a great, great band. The Jazz June, and the song is Viva La Speed Metal. I also want to say thank you to the Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity. That song actually just passed 200... uh, 200,000 downloads on whatever service he was using, and he was very excited about it. And uh, the song is called Unity by the Fat Rat. We end every episode with it, and it brings us in and out of the ad zone. So congratulations to the Fat Rat for making some milestones. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the Disdump. Instagram, Disdump Podcast. On Facebook, I have a page, but... I would appreciate it if you joined the group, the Dis Dump Podcast Fans Group. I post a lot of memes in there. You can talk to most of the people who've been on the show in there if you wanted to. It's a really good time. Alrighty, Aaron. What would you like to recommend to the audience? Oh, well, it's kind of a, if you don't mind, a little two-parter thing. I want to recommend, like you said, a lot of people say it, be nice to each other. It's really not that hard. And for the love of God, I stress this a lot on my show, use your fucking heads. Just stop and think. That's really all I ask. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I just want to say thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And uh, I'll send you the list when I update it a little bit, and we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, if you ever want to just, you know, blow off steam about whatever. Uh, that's yeah, that's right. one of the nice things about my show is it's kind of free form, so we can talk about pretty much whatever the hell we want. <laughs> so hell yeah, man! When I'm feeling a good a good rage coming on, I'll be sure to hit you up. <laughs> oh, dude, I look forward to it. You're always welcome, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, audience, use your fucking heads. Until next week, bye. <laughs> <laughs>